Oh, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist specialising in sports nutrition by trade. Thank you for downloading and listening in, and the podcast generally focuses on nutrition, movement, and outdoor experiences. This is the start of season four. So if you're new to the show, I've almost 150 episodes up and available to you. So after you've listened to this one, look back, see if some of the others' uh, titles resonate with you, and I hope that you find something useful. So today, I welcome back Stephen Smith to the show. Stephen is a performance nutritionist at Red Bull APC, and you can follow him on Instagram via Dr. Stephen Smith. Oh, it's going to be great to catch up with him, and I really hope you like this conversation, lovely people. Let's get into it. Steve, mate, welcome back to the show. Hi, mate. How are you going, Matt? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Look, I appreciate your time on a Saturday after a busy week, having having a bit of a chat. Obviously, you just give me a little bit of a tour um, of where you are, and I think. Mate, looking back, it's, it's been over a year since we've had a conversation on this pod. I know we keep in touch a lot and I'm always like peppering you with messages and I know we're going to get into maybe a conversation around running if, if things open up. But, um, mate, how are you and where are you? It'd be good to let the listeners know a bit about that. No, I'm good, thanks, mate. So, yeah, um, I'm now based in Austria in uh, a little place called Talgo, just outside Salzburg. Um, moved out here the end of October uh, to start a role with Red Bull at the start of November. So I'm heading up the nutrition um, side of things in, in the centre in APC. We have a wider team uh, of nutritionists, but essentially I'm the one in-house here day by day. Hey, excellent. So how are you finding it? Obviously, you've obviously, you've just kind of got into things. You've moved over. Um, so what what's it like, I suppose? It's a little bit colder, maybe the first thing to say. Yeah, first few months the weather was actually pretty nice and then um, I went back to the UK for Christmas because obviously my, my family is still there and they're moving out in a few weeks. Mm. Came back and it was like winter wonderland, you know, snow everywhere and yeah, you, you don't really notice the cold too much. Um, you know, back in the UK it's just always grey and gloomy, isn't it? But here yeah. it's like full on snow and uh, yeah, it's just a great place to be. Um, finding it really good, you know, settled in quite well. Um, was really looking forward to the move. Like we've been thinking of trying to move for a long time. Cool. And when the role with Red Bull came up in, in Austria and it was a country I'd always fancied anyway, mm. yeah, everything just came together really well. Mm. I mean, if people have listened to the show we've that we've recorded before, if they haven't, they can go back and it's obviously a bit more of an intro to yourself about how you got into performance nutrition. I know we covered certain things like... Uh, think it's fueling workshops and some of the stuff you've done with athletes but you know in the past you've worn quite a few hats so was it was it an easy decision to you know to to go for this role obviously I know you still do a few things you've got your PhD we've spoken about that before that's going on in the background but um yeah was it was it something that came up and you thought that's for me or how did that kind of go you know committing and especially once you got it and you thought right you know this is it I'm going to be doing I know you put in big hours you know early starts late evenings Monday to Friday it's all full on so how how was that really to start with kind of you know committing to that to that side of things full time with, with Red Bull yeah to be honest, it was quite an easy decision. Uh, obviously, back in the UK, I had my own consultancy work. And yeah. 
working with athletes from motorsport and a few different extreme sports anyway and then set up my own lab and that was going okay uh, but then covid hit so we had to close that for a little bit and you know the momentum sort of slowed down a little bit then um, but then when i got offered the role with red bull it was just a no-brainer hmm. um, you know the chance to like move to another country which is something i've wanted to do for a long time you know and, and not just for personal reasons but to give like the, the family and the, you know i've got two young children and give them the opportunity to grow up somewhere else and have a different like uh, upbringing than what i had so yeah you know and to, to get the chance to be like working for red bull and um meet some of the, the, the athletes that are associated with red bull mm. um yeah it wasn't it wasn't a difficult decision mate <laughs> cool oh, that's really interesting to hear like you said that 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 wider kind of thought process around family and experiences and growing up and traveling and traveling is quite important to you and um mate, that sounds brilliant and obviously what the listeners might not know is, is your is your passion for some of these sports that the athletes are involved in aren't they so uh, i think it'd yeah, be interesting absolutely. to maybe hear about that you know that obviously with your with your background and, and your training and how you've worked with with athletes on a performance nutrition level as a practitioner for years has set you up for the role but um you know when we can now see on instagram that you're out you're doing some of these things that you maybe haven't tried before like the skiing but then there's a few other things that the athletes are you know are based in and compete in that, that you're passionate about personally too aren't they yeah so like a little bit of a background like, like i've always been involved in motorcycle sport from when i was about four um you know started riding bikes like really young age <clears throat> Grew up just doing that, and then yeah, I've been racing like the superbike myself for a long time. Um, and that passion sort of led to me getting opportunities to work with athletes within motorsports, you know, at different levels from national to world championships, and had some success there with a few world titles and things like that. So that really gave me some good experience in in that area, but. My experience as a motorsport athlete also translated well um, into the things that I did because I could talk the language of the athlete. I understood certain things, the stresses and the pressures that they were under um, and how I delivered their nutrition support as well um, really helped them. And that sort of experience has has played um, dividends here at Red Bull. just because you can you can speak the uh, the language of the athlete um, and and you've got that you know you've got that common ground where you can talk to them about things and have a you know have a, a friendly and professional joke about certain things that happen when you're when you're at a race meeting um, but yeah it's all just sort of come together really and yeah then, like what you said about the skiing from a physiology point of view you know cross country skiing has been like a fascination of mine for a long time just because it's pretty much you know one of the, the ultimate endurance sports you know these athletes are just the biggest engines and the technical side of it as well but obviously being in liverpool there's not many opportunities to go cross-country skiing <laughs> um, so when i come here and then we didn't have any snow i was like heartbroken but yeah. you know, we've got enough now so i've actually got a ski lesson today um cool and yeah it's cool learning about that because uh, another great thing about this place is it's not just the athletes that you work with, but it's the it's the rest of the team. Um, you know, some of them are ex-professional athletes themselves, still competing at a high level in different sports, whether it be 
telemark skiing, downhill, uh, cross-country skiing, biathlon. Um, yeah, it's just the wealth of experience as well that, that, that you know, we're, we have at this, this centre. Amazing. I mean, I think before we move on and dig into maybe some of the stuff around the running and the things that we're maybe like going to encounter later on the in the year um have you found in terms of the food i know it's early days but the the culture around eating um what you know what what's it like some 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 of the um the athletes and the support staff your colleagues coming in you know have you picked up on a few things that are slightly different you know obviously food preferences people like different things um, people are interested again from a fueling point of view things are going to be quite similar around potentially smoothies bars you know light meals recovery meals people listening to this have obviously gone through that and probably are interested in that side of things but I don't know mate how's how's that uh in terms of just adjusting to the food environment over there I think that not not just from a performance standpoint but just from you understanding what people like to do you know is there breakfast culture is there snack culture is there coffee culture Obviously, um, I'm sure there's a lot of Red Bull being drank, but, you know, uh, how, how does it all go compared to back when you're working, you know, for yourself and working with the athletes in the UK? Yeah, it's it's not actually that different, which was surprising in some ways and not in others, because I think with, you know, social media culture and the internet, everyone's exposed to more information these days. Um in terms of like the, the experience with the athletes, it's not really been that different. Obviously what we do is have a really athlete centered approach and you know, speak to them, ask a lot of questions about their current beliefs in nutrition and, and what they've been doing previously. Um, you know, it's pretty much very similar to back in the UK. You know, there's there's quite a, a movement towards um, you know uh, vegetarianism. Um People becoming more, you know, asking more about plant-based diets. Um, but in terms of culture side of things, it's not that different. Um, everyone loves the coffee here, which is really good, you know. And there's a there's a good coffee machine right in the kitchen there. But honestly, mate, everything's just been quite similar, you know. And um, sure, it's just, it's very similar challenges. Sure, sure, makes sense. No, that's really clear, mate. And. Um... The point about yeah, the point about the plant-based side of things and 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 um, how things are moving there, even in the athlete side, is yeah, is interesting conversations, especially you know even in my side and in, in just like private healthcare stuff now I'm doing and um, just with like the everyday athletes that do it for fun, those conversations are coming up and not just from a obviously environment point of view and ethics point of view, but just some of the some of the stuff on fiber too, like reviewing some of that stuff yesterday. I was doing for the show and considering you know it's a huge amount of food obviously to start moving 30 50 grams of fiber a day but obviously from plant-based foods some of the gut health research too is coming out about that so they're kind of working together aren't they people thinking about maybe moderating meat hearing a bit more about how plant-based um, ways of eating are healthy and and you know supportive of the mind and all those kind of things so yeah that must be an interesting one to navigate mate so um no it's good to get you to kind of share some light on that but I think the other side of the thing I wanted to get from you and have a bit of a chat about and let the listeners know is that obviously you and I have been having a bit of a chat around some running. So, you know, I've I've done bits and bobs over the last few years, tried to plod along a few races and stuff. And I set myself like a target once a year of doing, you know, do, doing a, 
an ultra marathon and just sneaking up the miles each year and obviously you messaged me about something out out your way which which seems pretty tasty um but before we maybe talk about that event like how's the side of the running gone from you obviously huge huge into your motorsports and you're around athletes and performance for for you know quite a few years now um you know what took you to start getting out on feet and testing testing the kind of uh, durability of yourself there um yeah it, i've always enjoyed running and years ago i used to really enjoy it but then i just seemed to get injured all the time um and i'd get injured running which would in which would affect how i would uh, which would affect my training say on the bike or more sport specific so i just stopped doing it altogether um, you know started cycling more and just going to the gym um, and at the time just doing endurance sports didn't really appeal to me and then i was looking for something to do in the off season in the winter um, so we started doing a little bit of climbing going out and you know, do a bit of hiking in the mountains and that sort of thing. And I'd go out with a, with a few other guys. And even though, you know, I was, I was fit in the gym, like they would absolutely leave me for dust on the mountain. Mm. And I was like, I don't, didn't know what, what it was. Um, so then I started reading a couple of books um, about training for, for alpinism and mountaineering. And there was this really strong focus on endurance training. And what shocked me was, you know, at the weekend, it'd be like four hours of cardio. And for me at that time, like four hours of cardio meant sitting on a treadmill or a cross trainer in the gym. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. But then one of my mates was like, no, you, you're supposed to buy a bike, <laughs> you know, go out cycling the weekend. And I was like, oh, right, okay, so that made sense. <laughs> um, and then, so that evolved into buying a push bike. And then, yeah, it was like, well, why not do a triathlon? Mm. Um, so got into that. Didn't ever actually do a triathlon because, you know, having young children and then trying to juggle PhD with work, the amount of time and having to go to a swimming pool and blah, blah, blah. Just, I just sort of kept on cycling and then thought, well, I do miss running because it's quite an efficient sport to get into. You know, you can get a good work, amount of work done in an hour where when you're cycling, you know, it's it's two, three, four hours. Mm. Um, I thought, right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to start from the ground up and, you know, try and avoid some injuries. And what that meant, mate, was like literally starting off with a 30-second run, like a jog, and then walking for four and a half minutes and mm. doing this in blocks for like maybe an hour. Mm building it up really slowly every every week you know moving up to like one minute of jogging um and four minutes of uh, walking and just really having that long-term goal of being able to run for you know maybe do like half marathon distance and, and these sorts of things and yeah it was hard because it, it took a lot of mental patience to be able to like you know, go out and just run for 30 seconds and then stop and carry on. But over time, it just built up. Um, and, you know, now I can go out for one, two, three hours running. Um, and because I like to have something to, to train for and, you know, have, have a goal, um, started, like, looking at ultra running. Um, but the actual thought of doing a marathon never really appealed to me, you know, just to like go and run a marathon on a on a 
on the road. Um, I really like enjoy being out in the mountains and, and the adventure side of it. So, yeah, like moving over to Austria, it, it's just a perfect opportunity because obviously we've got a lot of mountains here and there's a, there's a good sky running series. And I'm not quite ready to do the whole series yet, but I thought we'd maybe just pick a couple of races and I thought, I wonder if there's someone out there stupid enough to come and do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, and I know we've, we've chatted about doing something like this before. So yeah. I'll drop Matt a message and see if I can rope him into coming out to Austria for a few days and, yeah. you know, uh, suffering out on some mountains. Cool, there you go. <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's interesting because I think when you said it and we were going to have this conversation on the pod as well, Obviously, it depends on what's going to happen moving forward with the pandemic and stuff, but it's nice to have this up there as a bit of a statement or as a bit of accountability, and then, you know, people can track and, and, and follow things, and, mate, that's really clear, and it's important to have that conversation about how you how you built things up as well, and it takes time, and just getting used to um, being on feet, walking, running, and as you know, as you're going to get more towards this race, like, it's essential to manage your body, and it's essential to walk up the up the hills and and learn how to kind of you know be able to get that knee over toe and 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 take a lot of resistance going downhill and um it's all self-preservation if if we kind of dig into especially that race that is going to be what roughly 50k or something you know that's that's a fair distance anyway mate let alone with the, with the vertical and all of the you know the une- uneven ground so yeah, it sounds like you're going the right way to do it. And obviously, I'm quite envious that you've got the terrain out there too. So I don't know what I'm going to do in London. I have to pull my socks up, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll hopefully be there getting ready to do it. But it's good to just break those things down because there's often a disconnect, isn't there, where you see all these incredible highlight reels of all these athletes, some of the ones that you work with that are doing all these amazing things. And people are like, oh, I'm so far off that. But you obviously see what they put in day in, day out. And then you're setting yourself a bit of a target day in day out too so um it's it is brilliant and it can be as simple as that walk run and build things up to start with you don't have to overthink it really it's just putting the time in isn't it yeah that's something that i've developed as i've grown a little bit more mature like years ago i would have just thought right, i want to start running again i'm going to go up for three miles and just do that every day and that's why i ended up injured mm. and other experiences, so things with like PhD and um, trying to build up a business and, and this sort of thing just taught me like like patience and it's it's being a bit honest with yourself and thinking right I'm not ready there to go out and run three miles yet mm. um, and I really wanted to do it so it was like okay so I started talking to actually one of the participants in one of my research studies and he was like well yeah, read this link, and that's what set me up with this really short, um, you know, this, this program to build it up. Um, so yeah, that that was the main thing, and it's it's just been having that that honesty with yourself and, and the patience and the discipline to be like, right, this is what I want to do. Uh, I'm not ready to do it yet, but I'm hundred percent committed to doing it, and you know, I'm I'm going to take these small steps and build it up over time. Um, and just to touch back on what you said there about the vertical distance is that was like another game changer um, God, yeah. adding vertical meters into your, your, your metrics was just something I've never even considered um, read a couple of books about um, training for mountain running and schema racing because uh, obviously that's a big thing over here and yeah there was sections in there about 
you know, adding up your vertical meters every week. And that just adds a whole new dimension to your training, you know, and in some ways it's good because it gives you, you know, a target. In other ways, it adds a little bit more uh, complexity to things because you think, right, okay, so now I've got to try and manage my training volume in hours, distance, and get the vertical in there. Mm. And there's always that little bit of to and fro and, and trying to find the, the best middle ground. But um, yeah, obviously, I'm in a bit of a better position to go and get the vertical in here than you are. But uh... I'll figure it out, mate. It's to do, but that, those discrepancies, I think. You know that's the beauty of the challenge really at the end of the day you know you're going to be pushed um but like for me i find just just at my weight and the way i know i need to look after my body it'll really be you know running no more than three times a week for me is just like a bang on and then maybe two times a month i'll do like you said there those longer stretches um and yeah you can build it up you know it might start a few hours um you know this time of year and then three four months on might be lucky enough to be able to do four to six or something like that but really it will be quite a low volume of running and quite a lot of strength work for me and then obviously because the vert isn't there it's just trying to get the the you know the step ups and just the ability to lift you know lift those legs flex and things like that are just it's just practice obviously if i had it in my back garden i could go out and do do the vertical on the mountains it would be even better but that's kind of how i try and get around it um to begin with but you know you just have to see and then see how the body responds really um but i know too much more running for me than that isn't isn't the best um because i'd just rather turn up like if we're gonna get into it i'd love to turn up to to see you you know night before get a good feed in and just feel 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 fresh know that i haven't done enough but you know um we can always hopefully enjoy it and then if you need to speed off you know i'll kind of like i'll find you later on the on the track hopefully <laughs> So I think that's that's the way I see things. And it's just like getting through it injury-free, enjoying it. And if there's some travel involved and us having a good chat, you know, on the way, then that's that's kind of my motivation behind it. Yeah, like for me, mate, it's always about like the adventure and the experience. And you're not going to win the thing, you know. Like I'm just close at the moment. And like, you know, I, I had a VO2 max test yesterday and it was... Oh, yeah. Let's just say it's we've got work to do. Have you? Uh, I bet did you did you go for it because you obviously around you know that incredible environment and and did you did you go for it or did you kind of keep the mindset of you know let's just do what I can do here and this is baseline. Yeah, it, I'll be honest with you, it was a case of let's just do what we can do and, and see what the numbers say. Cool. Um, because it's one of them like when 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 you've done these tests and you've studied physiology and you you kind of know that there's going to be a plateau and. Um, yeah, obviously I gave it everything, but you know I've literally just come out back from Christmas. Pretty much did no training while I was back in the UK because I had to quarantine. Yeah. You know you're not you're not allowed to go out to exercise under, in quarantine. So yeah, I was the the results were where I thought they'd be. Mm. Um, but what was interesting was like my VO two max was similar. Well, it was pretty much the same as what it was a couple of years ago. But when I did that test, I'd been training really consistently on the push bike. So it was, yeah, it was interesting. And um, yeah, it was, like I said, it's just establishing a baseline and, and setting some targets. So, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, you know, like for me, it's just about enjoying the experience. And like I said, you're not going to win the thing. It's just about mm. having the fun, getting through it, you know. Um, having a laugh and you know thinking 
why have I put myself through this? It's that sort of take two fun, isn't it? Where of course. I'm thinking, what on earth brought me to do this? Yeah. And then after it, like when when you're through it and you're, you're having a laugh and um, yeah, like I said, it's just about the experience and the adventure for me. Hundred percent, I agree. I did one out in Italy a few years ago, and it was it was just you know just into the ultra side, so it was twenty seven miles, but the the vertical and the train is obviously something I'd never done before, and I was eager, you know, really really on it first few hours, and then as the vertical started to take me over, I fuck. <laughs> one point I was crying my eyes out. Luckily, there's a mate who's probably listening to this guy called Harry Norman who met me halfway. And was just like running around like a gazelle trying to keep my morale up. And I was just in such a bad place at one point. And, and you think, God. And then you get over it, have a bit of bone broth at the top. I remember that they, they served us this like soup and stuff. And you know the benefits into that. And just having something warm. And then thinking like, Christ, downhill now. And you just, it's brilliant. Finish big pizza and you think, oh, that was fantastic. But uh, So I'm a little wary that I know that, you know, I really need to get onto that kind of terrain to perform well. But I think just looking after your body like you said and being mature but that was the first kind of time I'd really been tested and I had a bit of a wobble but I think that ultimately helps so maybe looking forward to it I think oh it'd be great if we could get it done hopefully listening yeah, back to this yeah. one in the future and then you know we can have a bit of a laugh afterwards but just have to see how it goes um I'm definitely going to be doing some you know former challenge um and it would be it would be great to knock it off but yeah, we'll yeah. see. I just have to keep an eye on your 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 training and stuff, and 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 like you know, make sure you're not getting too far ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna block you on Strava so you can't. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. I haven't even I need to get on there. I just always check Instagram. Um, mate, that's brilliant. Look, I know I know you've got to crack on, and it's been it's been awesome to to just kind of get a bit of a catch up from you know from the listener point of view, and and I know there'll be people that will engage with this episode, that obviously follow you professionally, and then a few people that just generally listen because they like the show and they they might have found some useful things about your journey around running so i really appreciate it um where you know where can people keep in touch mate if they are new to you what's what's the best thing yeah uh normally it's instagram or twitter so on instagram it's dr stephen smith stephen spelled with a ph um twitter is stephen smith pn um yeah that's about it really you know twitter's obviously more for sharing research and that kind of thing and instagram's basically just getting up to stuff and uh you know pretending that i'm an athlete and just having a bit of fun um but yeah and i'm happy to connect with anyone if they want to you know get in touch with any questions or anything like that um yeah cracking cracking good so i'll put that in the show notes lovely people and the episode that just over a year ago, um, when when I first had Stephen on and we kind of got to know each other, um, and and um, yeah, went through a few things. Probably a bit more of a background. So if you're interested in how he got into becoming a practitioner and some of the things he's done, um, circle back to that one. So brilliant, mate. Look, go go and um, continue to hit hit the coffee and and hit the work. And uh, I wonder if I need to go and go for a run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, you'll be fine. Just like, oh, just be building that capacity up in the mountains, and I'll be running through the. Well, they're not as polluted at the moment, the streets of London, but we'll just have to see how I get, how I get on. Yeah, no, I mean, the cross country skiing is as difficult as it looks. Oh my god, I bet. Oh, I can't believe it. Trying to go uphill. If anyone had been watching me last week, oh, no chance. And uh, yeah, no. 
that's all right. Big balls, so like going down the slopes, it was trying to pick the softest place to land. But yeah, it's good fun and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon, mate. Yeah, I think you know they're going to respect that you your effort levels out there, mate. And you didn't grow up doing it, so if you've got a good perspective on things, just enjoy it and try not to break yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. Mate. It's just having a laugh and enjoying it and experiencing these new things and definitely taking the opportunity to, to do this so um cool yeah it'd be good to get you out here and um get some mountain running done 100 percent. all right nice one lovely people well um we'll see if we can get that done and as always look if you're listening please share the show it's the only way the show will grow thanks for your support and we'll speak to you soon Right, people, the show is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. So use MAT10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. If you're keen on exploring natural sports nutrition-based products for fueling recovery purposes, definitely take a look, and I hope you find something useful. If that race does go ahead, um, and I do enter it with Stephen, I'll definitely be using their Chia Seed Energy Gels. They're brilliant. I also use a teaspoon, sorry, a tablespoon of their Ultimate Greens Powder in the morning just for a smoothie or I'll make it and uh, neck it with water. So the show is also supported by Attack the Day. So Attack the Day was founded three years ago by two best mates, Sam and Rory, who met through rowing and then they went on to compete in Ironmans together. So ATD combined fitness, adventure and outdoors in order to bring together a community of like-minded athletes and weekend warriors. Check them out and check out their great adventure, fitness and lifestyle clothing. So as a listener, you can gain a 20% discount off your first order by using MAT20. And a new one to the show this season is Gym Jam. Now, Gym Jam have created, have been created to empower people to achieve more, create sustainable change and make a positive difference in the lives of others. It's a digital platform with genuine human interaction where you get a designated coach who helps you achieve goals through regular in-app messaging and video calls. Each coach is trained in evidence-based approach called motivational interviewing to truly put the customer's health first and well-being is at the heart of everything they do. Everything you need is in the show notes, lovely people, as always. And if you like the show, as I've said before, please share with someone. It's ultimately the only way the show will grow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or SoundCloud and leave me a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. That would be absolutely brilliant. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy week. Be in touch soon.